What kind of spirit are you talking about? Purim, Purim, you know what is this? This is this. It's Purim already? I thought it was just first going to be Rosh Chodesh. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like Rosh Chodesh Adar, you know, Mishanich Das Adar, Barbie Basimcha, you know what I mean? Sure, I know what I mean. <laughs> you thought I didn't know? <laughs> of course I knew. I just wanted to see if you're alert. I'm alert, I'm alert, don't worry. Okay, so you got a story? Uh, what kind of story? <laughs> well, uh... I'm not going to tell you yet. Why not? Because I want to see if you think that I'm ready for Purim or not. <laughs> I bet you're going to tell a Hanukkah story then, right? Well, why don't you find out? Okay, first I'd like to inform everybody that you're listening to jrootradio.com. You can listen to us live on the telephone at 712-432-4217. Or you can listen to us live at 718-56... Whoops, let me repeat that. Okay, wind up. Okay, uh, let's put that again. You can listen to us live or archives on 718-506-9099. Wishing to send donations to JRoot Radio because we can certainly use it. And that would be JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And now... And now it's my turn. If anybody's interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for storytelling or, or, or for karate demonstrations or from, for Kayach from the Mayach, amazing demonstration, you know, you can call for more information. You know, it's, it's great. Hasidim love it. It's a fantastic show. Anyways, uh, if you're interested in any of these things, you know, you can call Rabbi Yitzhak at 718-375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. If you're interested... In 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 any like private art lessons or private martial arts lessons or qigong energy exercises or self defense lessons, then you can also call seven one eight three seven five one two nine four. Wow, you're really in the Purim spirit. <laughs> you better believe it. Okay, and if you're interested in ordering any of Rabbi Yitzhak's uh, story CDs. Then, of course, you could do it by, um, you know, uh, calling 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you, or, you know, like email you or fax to you, you know, the, the, the current list and everything. You can make a good decision, okay? So that's as far as that goes. Now, uh, did I miss anything? Uh, yes, I think you missed the chair. No, I'm sitting on a... Ouch. Did you pull away the chair? No, there never was a chair there. I don't know how you were staying in that position all the time. But all right, anyways. So, ah, we have a story that I don't recall that I ever told, but it's a requested story. And somebody, you know, requested, you know, being that tonight is Rosh Chodesh Adar, the COVID Adar, why? And especially Rosh Chodesh Adar, of course, you know what I mean? I know, he wants you to tell a Purim story. Ha, ah, that's why you didn't want to tell me before, right? 
That's correct. You got that straight. I didn't want to tell you right away at first because <laughs> I wanted to keep it as a little bit of a surprise to see if you think I'm in the Purim spirit or not. Well, you're certainly in the other spirit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so what's the name of the story? Well, um, it's called Purim Vincent. And Savincian? Like in the Yiddish word Vincent? No, no, Vincent. Vincent. Oh, Vincent, man? Like, where do we lie? This is not Hanukkah. We're not lighting. No, 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 Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Oh, Vincent, man, Shabbos, no? Where do we lie? No, 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 not Vincent. Vincent. Oh, Vincent und Lach? No, 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 not Vincent und <sighs> You know what? Sit down and relax. <laughs> you better believe it. All right, take it away. Yeah, I'd like to take go together, right? Uh, that's correct. You got that right. Okay, so I, I'll work on the, um, Derek Harrison. And I'll work on the Savlanis, and together we'll make a great team. Okay, so here it goes. Tonight's story is called Purim Vincent. Okay, and this is a story that, according to my calculations, according to the year that this story took place, it happened... Uh, approximately 403 years ago. Wow! Was I a little kid then? Yossi. Ah, were you a little kid then? Yossi. Was anybody a little kid then? Yes, other people were, but not us. Oh, so what were we, giants? No, no, we weren't even born yet. Oh, like, I, I, I don't understand. Well, it's like uh, over 400 years ago, so you know what I mean? You know, it's like uh, before our times. So how do you know the story? You weren't there, why you? You know, it was passed down from generation to generation. Oh, from generation to generation. Oh, I see. Okay, so uh, where does the story take place? <laughs> well, it doesn't take place over here. It takes place, uh, well, it took place, not it takes place. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you're going to put it in contemporary times. I'd like to put you in a contemporary, oh, no, never mind. Okay, anyway, so um, here we go. The story is a story that took place in the city of Frankfurt on Main, which is, of course, in Germany. And in those days, uh, you know, the, the person who was like the king was called an emperor. Ah, oh, emperor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it was an emperor. And, of course, he was a king also, you know, because the emperor and a king was like one and the same, you know what I mean? So, uh, at that time, there was an emperor uh, uh, of Germany, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, okay, so, anyways. Uh, uh, so, get on with the story. All right, I certainly will. Okay, so here we go. Uh, let's see. So, um, at that time period, there were Jewish people who lived in Frankfurt. Obviously, because if there was no Jews in Frankfurt, then you wouldn't have a story to tell, right? Uh, that's true also. Ah, uh, so why do you have to tell it? Listen, it's part of the story. I gotta give background. Oh, gotta give background. Okay, so what kind of background you want? Should I hang up some drapes? Should I hang up... No, would you stop that? Let's get on with it. I'm in the mood, Misha, Nechdas, Misha, Nechdas, Adar. Would you stop that? Relax already. Okay, anyways... As I was trying to say, yes, he's a little bit, uh, a little bit too labyrinthic tonight. But all right. Anyways, this story took place in the city of Frankfurt on Main, and we're going to call it just Frankfurt. I don't know. In the safer, it says Frankfurt on Main, so therefore, that's I guess the full name. Okay, I guess uh, it was near Main River. I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyways, 
The point of the matter is, we're going to call it the city of Frankfurt. And this story took place 403 years ago. Right. And there, at that time, there were approximately... There were at that time approximately... Are you going to repeat me? Are you going to repeat me? Would you stop that? Would you stop? No, would you stop that? Uh, oh, sorry. Um, there were about 3,000 Jewish people. There were 3,000 Yidin who lived in Frankfurt. Now, of course, they didn't live in the middle of the actual streets because the Germans at that time, the population did not allow them to live there. Even the king, the emperor, did not allow the Jews to live among the main parts of the city of Frankfurt. Instead, there lived what was called a ghetto. A ghetto is like a little section where all people of a certain nationality, whatever it is, are set aside to live there. And in this case, it was the Jewish ghetto, and Yidin lived there. And, of course, they had to pay very high taxes, more than others. Uh-oh, one of those kind of stories. Well, would you please... Oh, oh, okay, would you please continue the story? I would love to, if you would please... Uh-oh, if I would please be quiet. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, so as I was trying to say, so in this ghetto, Eden lived, and some of them, you know, were well-to-do, because many of them were professionals. Uh, they were, um, you know, repair people. Uh, they were, um, you know, uh, goldsmiths, silversmiths. They did all kinds of types of work, you know, uh, different types of work they did. And I just want to tell you that the work that they did, you know, they were so good at it, and I hate to say it, but in many cases they were better than the goyim around them. And, of course, sometimes that brought jealousy. But on the other hand, most of them didn't voice their jealousy at that moment because when they learned that the emperor, Matthias, who was the emperor at that time, who was coronated, or he celebrated his coronation about... 1612, or the year 5,732 years ago, um, according to the Jewish calendar. No, not sorry, sorry. Well, let, let me repeat that. You almost said this is 400 years ago, not 5,000. Uh, okay. It happened in the year. Sorry, let me repeat that. It happened in the You just repeated it. Would you stop that? It happened in the year 5,732, which corresponds to the English calendar 1612. That was the year that Emperor Matthias was... Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, he had a coronation that he was the emperor, the king, whatever you want to call it. Right, that's that's correct. Anyways, it was at that time, you know, but he was for a while the emperor, and he liked the Jewish people, and not particularly because he, you know, like he was not necessarily, uh, you know, like uh, an anti-Semite or something like that. But he was a smart man, and Matthias came to a conclusion. Why, why should I give you background? Let me pick up from Matthias. Okay, pick up from Matthews, okay. All right. Well, let me see now. Yeah. So now I am the full emperor, and I have consolidated my power. Now I know there are people that request that I should go over and expel the Jewish people from the land of Germany. <laughs> Especially where there's a big population. The biggest Jewish population at the present moment is here in Frankfurt. <laughs> they have over 3,000 Jewish people there. <laughs> but you know, I'm a smart emperor. I'm not just there. 
taking this position because I inherited it, also I did. <laughs> but I use my brains, I'm a smart person, maybe a little bit of a guyver type of person, like the Jewish people call it, you know, uh, a big shot, but you know, nonetheless. I, I'm very much aware that um, the Jewish people could be very beneficial. They are great money changers. They have such a great head on their shoulders. They can calculate very quickly. And when foreigners come to do business here, they know the money rate exchange, how to change the money into our kinds of money, you know. <laughs> They're very good. But of course, I don't want these things to go to the head because they're great carpenters and great smiths, you know, and things like that. Whatever, whatever they put their hands in, they are very good. I like them very much for this purpose because, you see, if they make money, they have to pay taxes. And the Jewish people, we always tax them a lot higher, and therefore... So if they make more money, they pay me more taxes, and then I become a very rich king, a very rich emperor. <laughs> and I like this very much. <laughs> so therefore, I would like the world to get around. That the Jewish people are like my property, you understand? And therefore, the Jews are protected by me. They will have their privileges and any extra privileges they... Sir, it is not very good to talk with their food in your mouth. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> I was eating at the same time. But you know, it doesn't matter. But the point is... I want everybody to understand that the Jews are my property. They help me. I will keep them alive. <laughs> right? And that settles that. If there's any problems, I want to be in forms of it. Now, during that same time period, there was a terrible, terrible, wicked Russia who lived there, and his name was Vincent Fetmilch. That was his name that I saw in the cipher. I don't know if it's real name or not real name, but it's called Purim Vincent, so it must be that it has to do with this guy, and this must be his real name, Vincent Fetmilch. Anyways, so let me tell you about Vincent Fetmilch. Actually, he'll tell you himself. Vincent, take it away! <laughs> Und ja, I am Vincent Fettmilch. <laughs> I am big, I am strong, and I love to fight. I love to get drunk also. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am a baker. And I am one of the best bakers. And I have a guild, like a union, where all us bakers stick together. <laughs> and I finished a wonderful day today. So let me take out my bottle of schnapps and whiskey and whatever. <laughs> let me drink some. Let me pull off the cork over here. <laughs> let me drink some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this stuff is good. <sighs> oh, it's getting a little bit too hot here. I think I will go outside. Rosa, you're in my way. Excuse me, what do you mean I'm in your way? There's so much room here to walk all around. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, I, I will go over here. And I will go over there. You have to go over there. All right, said I will go over here. Hey, I'm going over here. Would you please, sir? Hey, Vincent, make up your mind. I go wherever I want and you're in my way. So therefore, I'm going to beat you up. <coughs> what, what? I shouldn't do anything to you. But it didn't matter. Vincent loved to get into fights. And he was big, like I said before. And he was strong. Right. And, of course, he never, never lost a fight. There was nobody in the town to do it. And one day, Vincent got a little bit bolder. You know, I was just thinking. I have a tradition in my family. I don't even know why, but we hate the Jewish people. (laughs) So... I like to make trouble for them. So what can I do? Ah, let me think about this. Oh, 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 I know. We're going to come inside the Jewish ghetto, surprise them, attack them, beat them up, and also steal from them. Yeah, I'll get all my other bakers. They all listen to whatever I say, or else. (laughs) Or else. (laughs) And sure enough, Vincent gathered his gang of bakers. Yes, we can do whatever you say. Yeah, jawohl, Herr, Herr Vincent. Yeah, let's go. And so, one night, they came to the gates of the ghetto, and there was a night watchman there. Hey, Epa Schmidt, there's something smells here. I think it's a skunk. I'm on it. Let me see if it's a skunk. Oh, no, it smells worse than a skunk. Uh-oh. The smell is getting stronger. I see where the smell is coming from. There's a group of people coming this way. I recognize that big giant over there. That's Vinton. Vincent, 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 Lincoln, Lincoln, Vincent. Vincent, fat milch. Fais mir. We're in trouble now. He doesn't look so, so like steady. He looks like he's drunk and everything. Ah, uh-huh. bye, bye, everybody! Emergency! We're being attacked! And all of a sudden, by the time the Eden ran outside to try to do something, it was too late. Milch uh, was—I I mean, whatever. You mean uh, like fat milch? A uh, right, fat milch. Uh, I want you to say, say Vincent. All right, Vincent. Vincent Fatmilch was out there with his gang, and he was screaming, All right, attack! Beat them! Steal from them! Break their windows! Do whatever you want! Ha 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 ha! Let off all your steam and all your anger! Ha 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 ha! And sure enough, that's exactly what Vincent mm, Fatmilch did. And his gang, they broke windows. <laughs> And they broke different things. They kicked down doors. And they started to rob and steal. And if anyone tried to stop them, they beat them and they hit them with sticks and everything. And some people got bruised up pretty bad. And then when it was all over, Vincent left. <laughs> I think we did pretty good this time. <laughs> hey, you better lock your doors. What could you to lock my door if you break the door anyways? Hi, the Michigan was to be What are we going to do? And after Vincent and his gang left, the Eden gathered in the center of the town. 
This is ridiculous every time he comes. He does uh, all this Michigasim over here. They can't take it anymore. We have to do something. Uh, yes, you're right. I think you're 100% right. Uh, let's see what the Rob tells us. Uh, Rob, what do you say we should do? Yeah, you tell us and we're going to listen. We always listen to Das Torah. Hmm, it seems to be, if I remember correctly, whenever we go to the police, they're afraid of Vincent. I remember one time, even one of the Goyim wanted to testify against Vincent. But what happened was Vincent leaned over and gave him one steer, and all of a sudden the whole story went out the window. So we are in big trouble. We don't have much places we can go. And the time we get to send a message to the emperor who does like us, it would be uh, kind of late because he could be back and he could start something again. Ich mein, even though this is not our way of doing things, but under the circumstances that we are in, I think it's very, very important that we show that this terrible Russia, Vincent, that we're not afraid of him. If he has the police in his hands, he has the manager of the city in his hands, he doesn't have us in his hands. We are in the hands of the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. Oh, yeah, Rabbi, that sounds very good. Oh, yes, Rabbi, that sounds uh, fantastic. So, what is the method that you want us to show that we're not afraid of him? I mean, this guy is like, I don't know, seven feet tall, whatever it is. He's built like a huge boulder, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, if I throw eggs on him, you know, it'll bounce back. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what do you say? I was just thinking. We have to form a, a Shoimrim squad. A Shoimrim squad? Really? Yes, yes, yes. We have to form a group of people that are going to watch and protect. This is Sakonis the Fushis. It's Mamas, Sakonis the Fushis. So, what we have to do, we have to go over and Without without a doubt, I have no 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 doubts. We have to formulate and pray to the Brinshulim that he will help us. All right, uh, you didn't give us the plan yet. We'll form a group of people that will be ready to fight back, and will surprise him next time he tries to come into the town. We're going to give him a surprise he'll never forget, and maybe he'll never come back. Uh, that's a good idea. Okay, Hevra, let's uh, start preparing ourselves. And sure enough, the people of Frankfurt in the ghetto, they started to learn between themselves, not just Gemara, Rashi, and Taiswis, but they also began to learn how to use sticks as a weapon. They learned a little bit how to be alert and how to fight and how to fight against a bigger person. Now, of course, there is a little secret about fighting big people. Sometimes people say, Oi, I can't beat the big person. What am I going to do? But these people, they made dummies made out of straw. And they made big dummies. And they practiced taking a stick and banging behind the knee of the dummy made from straw. Because if they bang behind the knee, the knee bends, and the big man falls down. And that's what they were practicing. Then once the big man is down on the floor, then they can give him a taste of his own medicine, sort of to say. And so it didn't take more than a week before Vincent was ready again.
Alright! <laughs> These Jews, they think because they come from all different parts of Europe, they can stay here and we're gonna leave them alone. Ha 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 ha! No way. I'm drunk again, and everybody else, how are you guys? Yeah, I'm drunk also, and I think it's a great idea that we should do what we want. We should raid and attack the Jewish ghetto once again, because this way we get more money, and we buy more whiskey, and we get more drunk, then we bang up the town again, and we break windows, we break everything, get more money, and then we get drunk, and then... All right, I got the picture. Come, let's go. In the meantime, the night watchman, this time he wasn't just sleeping there. He was pretending he was sleeping. I see what's going on. I'm going to make him think I'm sleeping. Okay, we have a signal. If Benson is coming with his gang, I snore in a special way. Regularly I snore. But when he's coming, peanut butter jelly sandwich. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. Ha ha ha! That guy talks in his sleep. <laughs> That's the night watchman. He's the first one we're gonna beat up. <laughs> but what Vincent didn't see was the people that were nearby heard the code of peanut butter jelly sandwich. And suddenly the Eden came out with their sticks and they hid in the shadows. And they waited for Vincent and his gang to come inside to the ghetto. And as the big ghetto doors opened up, the night watchman woke up, even though he wasn't sleeping, but he pretended he was. Huh? What's going on? What do you want? Get out from here. You have no excuse to be here. You have no permission to Get out back to do. Arouse. Arouse. Get out back. You don't tell me what to do. How would you like it? I bop you over the head. Hey, Carl. Hit him over the head with your stick. Yeah. I'm going to hit him over the head with my stick. And just as Carl <laughs> was about to hit this night watchman over the head with his stick, suddenly Carl got a zetz. A rock came out of nowhere. Oh, where did that come from? Oh, my. I got a big bump on my head. Oh, boy. Yeah, that bump is so big, we can play horseshoes. We can hook a horseshoe around there. All right, let's go. Let's not waste our time. Let's attack. Ready? One, two, three, attack. But before they could take two more steps from the rooftops, Hot chicken soup was poured down. Ow! And people came out from the hidden dark shadows and started banging the confused attackers with sticks and brooms and mops and pails and whatever they had there. And eventually, they got so frightened that they were taken by surprise. They began to run, and believe it or not, big, strong Vincent Feltmish, Fetmish, whatever his name is, Fetmilch, Fat Milch! Right, Fat Milch. Anyways, so Fat Milch, he went and he ran out first. But don't worry, he got a couple of bumps and bruises. When he was finally in safety, he said, Oh, those Jews, they're fighting back. I guess it's not a good idea to attack their ghetto. But don't worry, I'll find a way to get revenge on them. I'll teach them a lesson somehow. Yeah, 
I will fix the wagon even if it's not broken. And so he was so angry. In the meantime, now the things quieted down by the town for a little while. Business was picking up for the Jewish people. And they were making their money and had to pay their extra taxes. But the Emperor Matthias, he didn't mind because he was making money too. And he wanted those Jews protected. Meanwhile, the emperor was thinking to himself, Oh, let me think. I think I have my whole kingdom over here in the German area. This whole area is good under my control. It's time to make a great coronation party. Yes, it's the year 1612, and I think it's a great idea. All right. Let's see, which city should I do it? Ah, I should do it in a place that does the most business. Well, that would be Frankfurt. <laughs> Send a letter to the manager over there that I am going to do a coronation ceremony and it will be held in Frankfurt. And they should prepare for a wonderful meal and they will make good business there Well, they will sell their products because people from all around the whole German territory will come to watch my coronation. Yeah, right? And sure enough, letters went out. And it was a big town meeting. The manager was speaking up. Come on, sure, let me get this straight, okay? Everybody sit down and listen very carefully. And I will speak to you uh, the words that I got in the letter. All right. It seems to be that according to this letter, it says here that Emperor Matthias wants to celebrate his coronation. And since he wants to celebrate his coronation, what he wants to do is very simple. He wants to make a big party. And since most business is done here in Frankfurt, she wants the coronation to be done here. And this is a way of saying thank you to the people of Frankfurt. Understand? Ha! Ah, understand. Yes, very simple. Yes, very simple. Yes, very simple. Yes, very simple. People will come from all around and they will buy products and the Jewish people will make the money. What are you talking about? But you also make money. Ha, ha, ha. No way. Not possible. Uh, uh, who is that that's coming in? Pardon me, everybody stand attention. I am Mark, and I am here now as the new city manager to make sure that everything runs smoothly. You understand? I understand perfectly well. Ha, 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 ha. There's going to be a coronation here, but only the Jews will make money, not us. What are you talking about? You sell bakery goods, and you'll be able to sell it. What is your problem? Ha <laughs> ha! Jews also bake. They make good stuff. But you know what? They don't bake as good as us. Ha! <laughs> as good as they are, they're not as good as us. So then what is your problem? Well, it's very simple. Yeah, the coronation date is set, right? Yes, it is. That's why I'm here. Good. 
then we're not going to bake anything. No cakes, no rolls, no bread, no nothing. How do you mind? This is the emperor you're talking about. Coronation of the emperor, the king. You know what I'm talking about? I understand everything. And now is my opportunity and my chance to get back at the Jewish people. What? What are you talking about? Ha! It's very simple. My men, all of us who belong to the same guild, like a union, you know, we're not going to bake anything, right, guys? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Uh, we're not going to do anything unless you fulfill a couple of conditions. Couple of conditions? What is this guy yapping about? Yes, what are you yapping about? Well, it's very simple. Uh, if you want baked goods, there's only one way. <laughs> First of all, you have to uh, cut down the amount of Jews that are in Frankfurt. Uh, cut down the amount of people that are in the ghettos. Anybody who has less than 1,500 uh, coins, uh, out. Goodbye. And uh, take away privileges. And they cannot do all these businesses that they do. They should be nobodies. <laughs> they should be the poorest people among us. And that's what they should be. And when that happens, then I will be happy. Uh, you're out of your mind. You realize that these people are protected by the king. Ah, uh, we can vote and decide what to do, right? You're the manager now. We decide. You want big goods? Then do what we say. Yeah, we'll take a vote on it. All right. All those in favor that the Jews keep their privileges as they've been having until now, uh, please cast your vote. Well, to tell you the truth, it doesn't make a difference to me. Because for my sake, it's fine. Because you see, um, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, they buy things from me to make their products, so I'm making my money. And even though it looks like the Jews are making a lot of money, but they have to pay a lot of taxes. No, no, I vote against the, the, the this guy, uh, Vincent. I'm sorry, I, I don't agree with you. What are you talking about? Aren't you afraid of me? Uh, yes and no. But, I mean, uh, uh, you know, we have to face reality. All right, anybody else? Well, um, to tell you the truth, um, I have no problem with the Jewish people. I mean, I, they're not my best friends, but on the other hand, I do business with them, and everything is going well. I, I think uh, they, they should stay. And unfortunately for Vincent... The vote did not go well, but the coronation didn't take place yet. It was getting closer, and Vincent wanted to go and do a little convincing to people to make them change their minds. Ah, councilman, come over here. I want to talk with you. <laughs> so, you still vote that the Jews should stay here? Uh, yeah, I think that you should stay here. I have no problem with it. Ah, so tell me, when was the last time you had a broken arm? Uh, I never had a broken arm. Why should I have a broken arm? Because if you still vote for the Jews, you just might wake up one day with a broken arm. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my, 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 my. Oh, this is not very good. And even though he got a few more votes... But it still wasn't enough to overturn the council vote. They lost. That is, Vincent and his gang lost. But Vincent was very upset. You know what? 
The Jews surprised us. They think we're afraid to come into the ghetto. I got an idea. Let's go on Shabbos, their holy day. We'll go then. We'll surprise them. We're in their synagogues. Yes, we'll attack the houses. We'll rob it. We'll burn. We'll do something. We'll destroy. We'll wreak havoc. Yes. Yeah, yes, do it. And sure enough, what ended up happening was all his gang got together, every one of them, and they waited until it was Friday night and the Eden went to shul. And then they attacked. They smashed through the gates. And they started screaming and hollering. And they smashed windows. But this time, because they came on Shabbos, and because they came by surprise, the Eden Shemrim squad couldn't get together quickly enough to fight back. It was very bad. And Vincent this time also did something else. He came with a lot more people than he did the last time. And what ended up happening is the Jews in Frankfurt, they lost a lot of their riches. Their houses were broken and smashed or set on fire. The shul was smashed up also. But people snuck out with the sifriters and sforum and saved most of it. And the place of the ghetto was a total wreck. The Jews ran for their lives and they ran all the way to the town of Offenbach and Hanu. And that's where they were. But don't worry, our story doesn't end there. It does get better. And so what happened was is, after a while, the emperor, Matthias, was checking via his messengers. And now, tell me, is all the preparations, are all the preparations, are all the preparations in, in, in place? Are they, are they? Well, sir, to tell you the truth, I, I went to the messenger, I mean, I went to the, to, to the manager, and I, 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 I just want to tell you, your majesty, he said something disastrous happened. Uh, something disastrous happened? Like what? Well, the manager said something really bad happened. Vincent Fatmilch, he got together with his gang, an even bigger gang than Tharmy, and he went and he attacked the Jewish ghetto, and he beat up and chased them out, and he destroyed their houses, a lot of them, and it set places on fire, and he chased them out, and they have nothing, they're gone. What? Who does this Vincent think he is? This man is starting a rebellion. This is crazy. I said that the Jewish people were under my protection. They bring me in tax money. And they are very good at it. So this Vincent, he wants to do this? To rebel against me because if he starts off with the Jewish people, he's starting off with me? So you know what? I know exactly what I have to do. I want this man arrested. You understand? I want you to send out extra soldiers to help the manager of Frankfurt find him. And I want him arrested. And sure enough, this guy Vincent was on the run. And he had a gang. And he decided that it was more um, lucrative, sort of to say, to go over and attack places where there were Jews living, rob them and steal from them, than to be a baker. He was making more money this way. But I don't know if he was going to get a chance to spend it. Actually, he never did, because he was always on the run. And so were his men. And finally, 
the Emperor Matthias, in the year of 1616, he sent a large contingency of soldiers to search and find Vincent Feltmish. Feltmish. Felt, Feltmilch! Uh, right, that's the name. And they were catching up to him. You must find him. This is enough to chase him for four years. I want him found. It will be brought to trial. And if it's said that he has to hang, then that's what will be. <laughs> I'd like to see him try with all the evidence that's against him. I'd like to see him try to prove his innocence. I've sent my best men out there. They better find him. And sure enough, the captain of the special unit caught up with him. All right, man. I see where he is. He's down there. See that clearing there? He's over there. Okay. You few go over there. You two go over there. You six guys go over there. The rest of you come with me. Come, let's go. And sure enough, they surrounded him. And before Vincent had a chance to even pick up a hand to fight back, he was attacked. And as big and strong as he was, he was no match for the captain of the special unit that went to find him. He was put in chains, and he was brought back to the city of Frankfurt to stand trial. And the emperor, Matthias himself, was there. All right. Prosecutor, begin and say all the charges that are against this man here, Vincent uh, Fettmilch. Who? Of course, I will say all the charges. It seems to be that you are rebelling against the king. You have attacked the Jewish people, you have stolen, you have robbed, there are many witnesses against you, and the Jewish people are very loyal to the king, the emperor, and they also, uh, they bring in lots of tax money, and if you try to destroy them and chase them away, you are rebelling against the king, and a rebellion against the king is sentenced by uh, death by hanging. Well, sounds very convincing. Many people are lined up over there in that box area, and they want to testify against you. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Yeah, this is crazy. I'm just doing the king a favor. Emperor, I'm doing a great favor. I'm ridding you of all the bad people. No, you're not doing me any favor. We will do you a favor. We'll get rid of you, and then we'll get rid of the bad people. And sure enough, on that day, which paralleled to the 20th day of Adar of that year of 5,376 in the English year of 1616, this person, Vincent Fett Milch, was sentenced to death by hanging for going and starting a rebellion against the, uh, the king or the emperor, whichever way he was called. But that was not the only charge. All his assets was confiscated, and from his gang also. And all the money that was stolen and taken was returned to the Jewish people. Plus, fines were made upon their families that they had to pay to rebuild the Jewish ghetto. And that was also taken care of by that extra funds. And the families of Vincent and his gang members were chased out of Frankfurt, Many of them that participated very heavily in the gang wars 
They were sentenced to many years in prison. But Vincent? He was hung in the middle of the town square of Frankfurt for all to see. And for the Eden, it was like a special Purim for them. To them, Vincent was like a Haman of Russia. And Vincent was hung just the same way as Haman of Russia was. And that was on the 20th day of Adar. The Jewish people in Frankfurt declared that the 19th of Adar should be like a fast day to remember all the terrible things that Vincent Fettmilch did to the Eden and how they were so petrified and afraid. And only because of a miracle that Hashem put this little good feeling inside the heart of Emperor Matthias that he should favor the Jews, even though it was just for the money of it. But nonetheless, it saved the Jews. And so the Jews in Frankfurt on Main in Germany, approximately 403 years ago, but aired four years to that, so is about 399 years ago when they started to have a special Purim. Besides the regular Purim, they had a special Purim called Purim Vincent to remember what happened to them in the year 1616 or in the Jewish year of 5,376 on the 20th of Adar. Wow, what a story! Woohoo! My goodness, wow, Rabbi Yerbs, woo! You're in the spirit, aren't you? Yes, I am, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Yes. So, now, uh, how do you feel? I feel great. Uh, can we sing a little bit? That's not a labor song. Okay. Yes, yes, but you could sing only if we don't get phone calls, because now it's time to take phone calls from people who are listening to the story. Are you ready? I'm ready! Yeah! Okay, bring on the telephone calls. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Chaim Wickler. Chaim Wickler, number one caller today. Okay, you have a whole Megillah of lessons? I'll say ten of them. Okay, so let's hear ten parallel to the ten sons. Okay, go ahead. Don't be an anti-Semite or Parnassa. Don't charge extra taxes. Don't get drunk. Don't get into fights. Save people from attacks. Inform about new things. Don't think of people as weird. Don't plot against people and punish rebels. Very good. Excellent. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Always good to hear from you. Okay. Hello. You're on the air. What is your name? You're talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. Ah, this is uh, Usher H. But I, I only heard the story, and I'm not really sure what you want me to answer or, or, or say. Uh, do you have a question, or you have, like, uh, um, a question on Torah or something? Well, basically, you had to answer, uh, to say what what uh, you, lessons you learned in the story. But if you didn't hear the story... Oh, what? Ah, so, ah, so now you're giving me an angel. All right. What lessons? Hello? Hello? Uh, I don't know. Somehow we lost your connection. Hello? Hello? Oh, not there. Uh, anyways, uh, if you do get back in, you'll tell us what lesson you learned from the story. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello? You're on the air. What is your name? Okay, we'll try the next call. Or maybe we're having trouble with the phones. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, hello? 
uh, the phone collapsed. Uh, okay, I think our phone system collapsed. Uh, so uh, you can try again a few moments. Uh, hello, you're on the air. Uh, you get hello. Through? Yeah. Oh, starting to work again. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Avi Galinsky. Avi Galinsky. Okay. So, what lessons you learned? I'm sure you listened on your way home, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming from the studio. Okay. Um, you see, um, if you if you start off with the hidden, there's always um, sometimes not always sometimes there is one guy which does have which does have a sense and he realizes um that that's going on so if you start up with the Jews in front of such a person you're never going to get away and just because if you start up with the Eden, it's going to be hard and um and uh, you should always also should always celebrate a day in history that went down good for the Eden. very good excellent beautiful very good that was beautifully said. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Me? Yes. Me? Yeah, me, me. If you don't answer, we'll go to the next guy. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Okay, we'll, yeah. try, it. we'll try the next one. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Usher H. And um, I wanted to say that uh, the story implies that Hashem is totally in charge, and he makes even kings or presidents, all right, that help Jews to, 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 to do what, what, what we have to do, which is Torah and mitzvahs, that, that we don't need all these difficulties, all right? And, and that, and all the generations, you know, the whole door, door um, uh, we say it in the, in the Haggadah, all right, for, for Pesach. I got, I got to take other calls now, so, okay? So you you got the idea, okay? So I'm moving on to another calls thing. Thank no, you thank much. you. I'm the only adult that calls. Thank you. No, okay. you're not necessarily the only. <laughs> occasionally, we get adults. Don't worry. No, okay. no. Okay, very good. Call two. Okay, hello. You're on the air. What is your name? Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Yaakov Mizrahi. Okay, Yaakov Mizrahi. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you should never start up with the Yidden, and even if you if you do start up with the Yidden, then then you're gonna get you're gonna get a big you're gonna get a big punishment. Very good, excellent, and that usually only happens when Yidden do good. When we are worthy, then Hashem protects us. Okay, very good. Thanks a lot. Okay, hello, you're on here. What is your name? Avrami. Avrami. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? Um, that you should never mess with the Jews. Never met, that's good. That's, that's very. No, I want to give a shout. I give a shout out. A three-second shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to the Gmet family and Dietrich Schechter. Okay, that's it. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Joshua Nichol. Okay, and what lesson you learned in tonight's story? To always be brave. Always be brave. Excellent. That was it, there. Very good. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Me? Yep, me. Uh, hello, my name is Benjamin Anonymous. I, li- I have a few lessons. Okay, tell me what lessons you learned. One lesson is not to be a bakaiba, don't start with the Jews, don't, um, don't be drunk, and, yes, and Rabbi Yitzhak is a very good storyteller, that's one major lesson. Very good, excellent, thank you very much. Very good, very nice. Okay, hello, you're on the air, what is your name? Ashishin Wahlberg. Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you should always just go to the Reverend and ask him for a sailor. If you need help, 
Very good. Excellent. That was in there. Very good. Excellent. Uh, just going to say hi to Yossi. Okay. Hi. How are you? Good. Hope you have a wonderful order. It should only Thank be the Simcha. Okay. Thank you, Yossi. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello. 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 You're on the air. Hello. 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 Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Brandy. Brandy. Okay. What lesson you learned tonight's story? You should only be scared of Hashem. You shouldn't be scared of other people. Excellent. Beautiful. That's definitely it. Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Slimey. Slimey. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you shouldn't start up with shoes. Okay. Excellent. Beautiful. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, hello, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, you're mm. on the air. What is your name? Frummy. Frummy. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? That you have to do a Stadler. Excellent. It's definitely in there. Definitely in there. Thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, I can't hear you because there's too much noise in the background. I have to go to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, Pinchas. Pinchas, okay. Uh, Hashem is the boss and everything happens in uh, Hashemayim. Uh, everything for the best for the Jews and even the guy I'm trying to kill us and uh, they always gonna uh, be punished for it and me they can get me the measure for measure very good excellent thank you very much okay thank you okay hello you're on the air what is your name hello me? you're on the air yes you're on the air what is your name uh, my name is Um, I learned to pour chicken soup on the guy the what to pour chicken soup on the guy uh, well not on all only, only ones that uh, harm you. Okay, thank you very much. I think, I think that's all the time that we have here. Okay, so until next week. So everybody have a Hello? wonderful Shabbos. Hello, you might be the last caller if you got in. Hey, that you should never start up with the Jews. Very good. It's definitely in there. Okay. Hello. Okay. That's it. That's the end of the calls. Okay. That's all the time we have. So until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos, and you should have definitely a Misha Nichnas Adet Marvin Basim.